Good morning. Welcome to the Anthem Daily Podcast. Bert Alcorn here. Today is Monday, April 13th. Happy Easter, everyone. Thanks so much for uh, joining us today on the podcast. And I hope, honestly, your Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and Resurrection Sunday was incredible. I hope the Spirit was ministering to you. Uh, I hope and pray that you had a new revelation of the gospel, honestly, in, in a um, in a way that was meaningful and deep in this unique time that we find ourselves in. And so I'm still reflecting on some of Holy Week and, and some of Easter Sunday and what it means to us. And, and we've got some like really exciting interviews coming up this week. And so uh, in the next few days, we're going to be returning back to our original question of how do we become resilient disciples uh, who are faithful in the face of cultural coercion, who live a vibrant life in the spirit. And to that end, we're sort of in this middle of this interview series with a bunch of our friends uh, from around the world asking, how do we live a vibrant life in the spirit in the time of coronavirus? And so I'm excited to be back in those interview series. But before we, we jump back in, I actually wanted to take two days today and tomorrow and just I'm still pondering I'm still sitting on some thoughts from Easter and what I love about Luke's gospel Luke's biography of Jesus is there's there's a little after bit to the resurrection that is really really interesting and so just kind of in that same spirit of this kind of like what happens after Easter what are some of the questions that are rolling around in our mind whether you follow Jesus or whether you were checking him out um, I, I, I want to, to dig in just a little bit on those two key moments and so if you are in a spot where you can grab your Bible go over to Luke chapter 24 And uh, today we're going to look at verses 36 through 49. Uh, And once again, this Anthem Daily podcast is just, honestly, hopefully it's a short prompt. It's a practice. It's a scripture. It's a quote. It's something to begin our day and in the chaos and confusion of the time and place that we find ourselves in a way to fix our eyes on Jesus and center ourselves on him. So if you have your Bible, Luke chapter 24, verse 36 through 49, uh, and I'm going to read this. So so just for, for context, this is after the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus sends the women to all the disciples. There's you know combination of who actually believed and all of that. And and we see and the and the road to Emmaus, this beautiful story where Jesus encounters uh, a few people. They're searching the scripture, asking all these questions, and Jesus kind of inserts himself into the story here. And then in verse 36, uh, as they were talking about these things, Jesus with a couple of disciples on the road to Emmaus, Jesus himself stood among them and said, peace to you. Now, Jesus's disciples were a little afraid. Verse 37, they were startled and frightened thought and thought they had saw a spirit. Now, they had every reason to be frightened and troubled. Their their hopes for Jesus's promised kingdom seemed to be dashed on the crucifixion. Jesus's body disappeared. They don't know what's going on. And many of them even doubted his resurrection and some even denied him. And now suddenly he appears before him or what seems to be him or his ghost or something like that. And they're frightened, right? And so the story goes on. Jesus asked them, why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet that it is I myself. Touch me and see for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still disbelieved for for joy and while they still disbelieved for joy and were marveling, he said to them, have you anything here to eat? And he gave them a piece of broiled fish and he took it and ate it before them. Then he said, 
These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets, it's another way of saying the Old Testament or the scriptures of their day and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, thus, it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead. And that for And that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are my witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. This is foreshadowing to the Holy Spirit comes. So we, I I think, honestly, if you and I were in this same situation, we would be frightened, especially maybe when we, Jesus then reveals himself and they're not just frightened because they see a ghost, but they're frightened because they doubted or they disbelieved or they thought all hope was gone. And they're maybe thinking of their own brokenness and failures. And I think in the same way, we often, when we encounter Jesus like that, are, are often have the potential to be full of shame before God. And, and we might expect this to be Jesus's opportunity to rebuke them and correct them and say, come on guys, what are you doing? But instead he, he speaks these good news words over them in verse 36, peace to you or other translations say, peace be with you. And what we have in this story, this really short glimpse, this post-resurrection story is we have the, these words and a picture of the gospel of grace and God's heart towards you and me in Jesus. He knows our weaknesses and we know that we are but dust to use the language of the Psalms, yet he joyfully welcomes us to be his children. Right? Maybe the, the fear of our own brokenness and failures and disbelief before God, we think actually distance us from God, but Jesus instead speaks peace to you. And brings you joyfully into his presence. He com- Even more than that, he commissions us, those who be- doubted and have brokenness and failure, he-, he commissions us to be his witnesses and agents and ambassadors of this gospel message throughout the entire world. And it's this spirit-given understanding of God's love and grace and welcoming us amidst our brokenness and our failure that empowers us and motivates us to proclaim his grace to others. Like if we understand... This is what we're talking about with Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday. If we understand how sinful and broken we actually are, and we fully get his forgiveness for us, we can fully grasp it, understand it, be thankful for it. In the same way, if we grasp all our brokenness and failures and all the reasons we we should be fearful of a God, and instead in grace, he welcomes us in, that should motivate us to proclaim his grace to others. So I have two Maybe key questions for you to think about, pray about, journal about, ask the Holy Spirit today, search in scripture, just kind of wander around your mind throughout the day. And the first question is, how has Jesus brought peace to you? How has Jesus brought peace to you? And maybe start... um, Maybe start big picture, maybe start big picture and maybe obvious for those of you who follow Jesus, start with, he's brought peace to you by bringing you salvation and redemption. But Jesus is always bringing peace to us. So how is he bringing peace to you today? Second question, how does that peace motivate you to tell others? How has Jesus brought peace to you and how does that motivate you to tell 
others. Now I have a kind of a subtle secret third question here because those are two really good uh, Bible Bible study type a- uh, questions and answers, right? And we can journal them and we're like, oh, Jesus had brought peace to me this way. And then it motivates me to tell other people this way. And we can leave it at that, but the rubber's got to hit the road on that, on that second question. And so the kind of the covert third question is where's the cognitive dissonance between those two answers? Because if we really experience the peace of Jesus, it should motivate, not should as in like guilt and shame if you don't, but should like that, that that's the natural progression of that kind of peace, but it doesn't always motivate us to tell others. It, it's, I, I'm sure Sherry might get mad at me for sharing this because it's, it's me just thinking out loud and, and frustrations bubbling to this, not frustrations, but just like observations bubbling to the surface. But I, I'm astounded. I mean, if, first of all, if you did share your Jesus changed my life story, like well done. It was beautiful, beautiful hearing and reading and watching some of those stories. But I'm astounded at how many people I know in my life who are Christians and who've encountered this opportunity to actually like redeem social media and share their story, but chose not to. Like they didn't chose to write about it. They didn't chose to, to share their story. And to me, that's not, once again, it's not like a guilt or shame thing, but it's like, man, I, you obviously like, you have time on your hands, you're doing other things on social media and you claim to follow Jesus. So where's the cognitive dissonance there? And, and I'm, and before we, we go too far and before you guys get all, all mad at me, I'm, I'm even directing the question at myself often. Like I, I bask in Jesus's peace towards me, but then that doesn't always translate to my motivation to tell other people but we've seen this story. It should. Jesus has peace to you. Peace be with you. And I'm sending you. I'm sending it. You're going to be my witnesses. You're going out. You're going to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to go. So where's that cognitive distance? So first question, how has Jesus brought peace to you? Second question, how does that motivate you to tell the people but maybe that third question is, is where's your cognitive dissonance between what you know and what you've experienced and how you act and how you walk this out. And I think once again, please, please hear me, whoever is listening to this and, and Anthem, if, and if you guys, you guys know my heart here and, and uh, uh, we kind of have these conversations a lot, but if you're outside of, of Anthem, please know my heart here. Like I'm, I'm directing these questions towards me as well. But I think this kind of cognitive dissonance is the thing that weakens our faith. It's, it's the thing that makes us feel like our faith is not supernatural. It's the thing that makes us feel like Christianity is a dead religion. It's the thing that, that makes us just kind of a Sunday morning checklist item and not to a whole life transformation thing. I believe this, one of these moments right here of cognitive dissonance gives, sheds so much light onto the struggles and the doubts that we process today. So how has Jesus brought peace to you? How does that motivate you to tell others? And where is your cognitive dissonance in those two answers? We love you. Anthem, I love you guys. Uh, To whomever else may be listening, I hope and pray that this is useful and effective as you are growing in your deepening life with God. Uh, Enjoy your Monday, and we'll be back tomorrow for another episode of the Anthem Daily Podcast. 